This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove, it's always game day in Buffalo. Thanks for downloading, subscribing right here, iTunes, Odyssey app, wherever you uh, get your podcasts, we're right here for you. All right, before I ask about the Patriots and your thoughts on them, and we'll discuss that and kick it around, did you agree with the DeMar Hamlin ejection? Nope. Nope. Didn't agree with it. Now, I will say, I was watching, so basically, you know, you're on the sideline during the game, we're up in the press box. But we had a post-game show, so before the game was actually over, I had to leave the press box with like six or seven minutes left in the game and go down to the tunnel so I was ready to go. So I was watching it on the TV. So I only saw it on the replay angles from like television, and I only saw one replay. To me, it looked like a clean hit. To me, it looked like he led with his shoulder. I was standing next to John Scott from Spectrum, and I heard kind of, you hear the noise that happens out in the stadium before you see what happens on TV because there's like a 10 second delay. And we hear like this constant like booing after the play happened. And I'm like, oh, they must have picked up the flag because that's a clean hit. And they're just going to say fourth down or whatever it was. But I think it was Bill's fans booing right? yeah. because they made, they had, and there were so many Bill's fans left <laughs> in the were. stadium. Yes. That that overpowered the Patriots fans that were there, right. and then he was ejected. So yeah, I was like, I didn't even, I didn't even think it was a penalty, let alone an ejection. But whatever. But the 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 receiver, whoever it was, lowered his own head, and the target point. And and you're right. It looked to me like it hit his shoulder. And I asked Amar about it in the locker room. He said he didn't get an explanation. Just said disqualified, basically. Like, and you know, obviously. Sean McDermott was upset. John Butler was upset. They were lobbying the official, but um, you know, there's not, you're going to not change that. And um, I thought it was not a good call on DeMar Hamlin either. All right. Patriots just talked about that game plan. They had, they look lost and look, I, I've been on this train for a while explaining and saying to people and people think that I'm trying to trolling or just being some sort of bills Homer or whatever, or hater that bill Belichick just has not been good in his career without Tom Brady and going into the year, he was 71 and 79. Well, guess what? Without Tom Brady now in his career, he's 77 and 85 overall. And I don't think, I think this is a flawed roster. I think it's a flawed coaching staff. And I don't think the Patriots are going to get much better anytime soon. That's the thing. I think when you look at the rest of the division, 
they are far and away in the worst position of any other team. Yep. That's just my opinion. I know the Jets have their quarterback questions, but they've got dynamic dunk defense that can make plays, and they've got some skill position players that teams would kill to have with Garrett Wilson, with Brees Hall when he comes back next year, with Elijah Moore. Like The list goes on and on. So I think for the Patriots, you're kind of in this no-man's land of, like, what do you do? What, do you start over again? Do you try and patch up the roster that you have? Because I don't think they're a terrible team. I just don't think they're a team that really scares anybody because they don't have a dynamic wide receiver. They don't have these unbelievable playmakers besides Matthew Judon. And I just, I don't think Mac Jones is the guy or, or he's not the guy with the current pieces that they have around him. So when you look at teams like the Dolphins, who are ascending at a very rapid pace, the Bills have a superstar quarterback and some unbelievable players that won the division back-to-back years, and the Jets, who are trending in the right direction, that leaves you with the Patriots. And, like, what are you? So they're going to have to make a decision if they want to, like, almost start over again or if they want to try and surround Mac Jones with the best possible weapons and then make the decision of what they're going to do. Because their defense is good. It's not great. It's good. Maybe above average. No, not even maybe. It's definitely above average. But it's not good enough to win them a ton of games or get them into the playoffs. You know who they are, Matt? They're the Bills in the better years of their drought. That's who they are. They have a they have a quarterback who can maybe make some plays and keep them afloat. A good player on defense and Matthew Judon, some other nice pieces. But like you said, they don't really threaten you. That's who they are. And by the way, this is proven by right now. They're <clears throat> at least I wouldn't say proven, but that's who they are. They're 500 right now. They are on the outside looking in. They are currently the, if you're a Patriots fan, you wake up this morning, you're in the ninth seed seven, make the playoffs in the AFC. I mean, it's spiraling right now. So they're in a tough spot. I was walking what, out of the stadium. Go ahead. Go Real quick. What, team are you comparing them to in the bills drought i'm interested to hear this because I, I agree with you but like with which quarterback are they because i'm trying to think of the comparison of like I'll give you jones i think i, I think, have mine too i think they are the rex ryan led bills with tyrod taylor i think the bills are more dynamic than the patriots i think that bills team was better than this patriots team wow interesting i think Maybe. they're yeah I think they're the Trent Edwards bills. Oh man. Really? I mean, cause those teams like offensively didn't really scare anybody. It right. was the whole captain checkdown thing. Yeah, and, like, right. I, I'm not, I'm not completely like it's only been two years. And I, I literally, we all did at Buffalo. We witnessed the step that Josh Allen made from his sophomore season to his junior season. So I think it's kind of naive to write off anybody after a couple of years, but we also saw those wow moments with Josh Allen as a rookie and as a second year player. And I don't really see those with Mac Jones. I mean, I'm just looking at the plays yesterday and there was one where it was like third and 14 and he threw it to the line of scrimmage for a six yard gain. And then they come out and they punt it down 17 in the fourth quarter. And I'm just like, it doesn't even look like they care. It doesn't even look like they are trying to win this freaking game. Like well, it's just Did you see yeah. after the game? I mean, Belichick was being criticized for basically not using his timeouts and extending the game. And he basically said they threw the white flag in so many words. He said, Well, I was just really didn't want to get out there without any injuries at the end. That was pretty telling. Yeah, I mean, it's very telling when you see that and when you see the Bills get the ball back with 10 seconds at their own 35-yard yeah. line at the end of the first half and they're like taking shots to try and get into field goal range. And that's the difference between an elite quarterback and a quarterback who is you know, right in the middle of the league at best. 
that's leading those two different teams. All right. So I was walking out of the stadium last night, saw a member of the Boston slash Patriots media. I said, Hey, we'll see you in Buffalo a little over a month. He looked at me and said, yeah, by then maybe hopefully for the Patriots sake, the bills are resting players. That's how the script has flipped between the Patriots and the bills that people are thinking that. All right. But the bills do play the Patriots again in about a month. Before we wrap this up, we have NFL this weekend, monster games for the Bills fans to watch, Matt. The Dolphins go to San Francisco, and the Chiefs go to the Bengals. If both those things go the Bills' way, meaning the Dolphins lose and the Chiefs lose, the Bills are still back in front in the AFC overall. They would be the number one overall seed. Can I be the party pooper here? Okay, go ahead. I don't think either of those teams lose. Wow. I'm also quite confident that they both win. Like if, I was, if I was putting money on games this weekend, I would be betting on the Dolphins and I would be betting on the Chiefs. I just I'm I can not... see the Chiefs. Why are you why are you so convinced of the Dolphins? I think that 49ers defense is really good and their old coach is coming to town. They kind of know that a little bit. I, I I don't see them beating the Niners. I think they will. I don't know what it is. It's just every time that I watch the Dolphins. Now, I don't get to see them play a ton, but given the Bills' weird schedule this last month or so, I've watched more Dolphins games than I have in years past. Okay. I think their offense is legit. It I is. Mean, it is. I, I don't. I don't want to put it on any one person. Like Tua has made incredible progress, and I think a lot of Bills fans don't want to recognize that. But he is really, really a strong player. A lot of it's also the scheme. Like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are so wide open yeah. all the time that it feels like almost anybody could get up the ball. And that's not a knock on Tua. It's just like their offense is so well designed. It's schemed up so well that I feel like I trust McDaniel going against his former team more than I trust the San Francisco defense shutting down that high-powered offense. And even though the 49ers have a ton of different weapons, I still don't trust Jimmy G. I trust Tua way more than I trust Jimmy G, which is not something I thought I would say four months ago. Should be interesting on Sunday for Bills fans to kick their feet up, watch some football, see how all the cards play out. And by the time we talk to you again, and it's always game day in Buffalo, the Bills, they could be still in second place in the AFC East, or they could be overall the number one seed in the AFC. That's how much things can swing this weekend. And one point about the Dolphins, though, I know they're getting ready for this game against the 49ers, and I just said what I said, but when you look at their next four games, Mm -hmm. it is a gauntlet. They go on the road to San Francisco, on the road against the Chargers, on the road against the Bills, and then at home against the Packers. And if Aaron Rodgers is still playing against the Packers, that's not really a team that you're ever going to write off. So their next four games are really, really tough. So even though I'm confident that they're going to win Sunday against the 49ers, I don't think they're going to go 4-0 during that stretch. I think they're going to go 3-1 during that stretch or 2-2 during that stretch or whatever it is. If the one loss comes to the Bills, then obviously they don't really need to care about the other games that they play. They want them to lose as much as possible, but... That's what I, the Bills at this point, just like the Dolphins, they control their own destiny. And I like the Bills' chance of beating the Dolphins when they're coming to Orchard Park, the way the Bills are starting to play, the way they're starting to get healthier, and just all things considered. I, I think if you were at the, I think before the season, if you said the Bills were going to be nine and three at this point, most people would have been like, okay, yeah, we'll take it. They now they wouldn't have known the circumstances, and hindsight's a hell of a thing. But yeah, I, I think most people would have signed up for nine and three. Yeah, they were seven and six after thirteen games last year. I I want to see what that Dolphins offense looks like. It looks like in the cold when it has to travel. You know the way that you describe them is right, but what does that look like in a different environment like Buffalo? Also, great point on the Packers. Bills fans need to keep rooting for the Packers. You want Aaron Rodgers to be playing in that game, and he has said he will play until they are mathematically eliminated. Now, unless you think Jordan Love gives them a better chance anyway, but 
if they're mathematically eliminated, he's going to sit. They might start pulling off other guys too, to look towards next year. You want the Packers to still have their full complement of guys. And the last thing before we head on out of here, the next time Matt and I come at you, we will probably know Matt when the bills are playing the dolphins week um, 15 right now. It's still TBD. Do you have a prediction? Will that game be on Saturday at one four thirty eight? Will it be on Sunday at one? Will it be at Sunday night football? I think it's going to be a primetime game. I think it's going to be Saturday night or Sunday night. My best guess is that it's Saturday night. I don't know why. I just have a weird feeling that it's going to be on Saturday. I night. agree with you. And the reason why I'm going to say that they just flexed Miami into Sunday night the next week. I don't think they get two Sunday night games in a row, but I do think Sunday to Saturday and anybody saying, no, they wouldn't make them travel back across the country in a short week. No, no, no. The NFL does not care about that. Yeah. And also I'm kind of rooting for it to be a Saturday night game. Not kind of, I'm absolutely rooting it for it to be a Saturday night game because I believe if it is, it'll be on channel seven again, which oh. obviously is good for us. So yeah, I think that it's going to be, a, that's my guess, but I, I just don't see a scenario where that game is played not in prime time. It's going to be one of those two slots because of just the, the teams, the way the division race has played out, the quarterbacks of the teams, it's going to be on, it's going to be available for the entire country to watch. All right. Well, listen, Matt, you uh, drive safe. I actually have a uh, nine-year-old birthday party this weekend. My son, Max, is turning nine on Saturday. Wow. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be, I can't believe he's nine already. He loves his bills so much. It was a great birthday present uh, to beat the Patriots. He is a Patriots hater. He has been born into it. So uh, it was great for him to do that and and to see that, I should say. Um, the next well, happy time talk- early birthday to Max. There you go. There you go. Thank you very much. I'm sure he appreciates that. All right. We'll talk to you next time. And it's always game day in Buffalo. You guys drive safe. And um, next week, a regular work week for the Buffalo Bills and for us. So we'll come at you in midweek with another podcast. It's always game day in Buffalo.